Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices, and blessings to all the laity. Today, we will come to learn Dhamma on the topic of the type of friends we should make so that we will meet with success in life and be able to pass through various obstacles and hindrances. We should associate with people who have wisdom, known as a pandita, and our hearts that recollect goodness and do good is also a pandita. The Lord Buddha said, that not associating with fools, to associate with the wise, and to give homage to those worthy of homage, are the greatest blessings of one's life. In not associating with fools, there are the fools internally as well as the external fools. External fools can even be our friends. Fools here mean those without wisdom, and who pull us to ways that lead to our ruin. If it is a child, fools would lead them to be lazy, not diligent, not studying, being addicted to games, taking them to play games, go on trips, go out for enjoyment, to be disobedient to their parents, being not interested in studying, which will cause decline in their learning and they won't gain success in education. And if it's worse than that, fools would lead one to an addiction to drugs which will destroy their life. And this is a real shame. So one needs to have wisdom, both internal and external wisdom. Having been born, our parents are considered important to us. They are wise people who have knowledge to advise their children in what is dangerous, what is of benefit, and whatever one shouldn't do. They will tell and teach their children everything. But in some families, there are parents who are not wise or who have little wisdom. They may be often engaged in work duties, which is a heavy burden for the parents. But the children who are born with more wisdom than their parents, they will be able to do well in their education, in their studies, by having good friends. And they will be well-read and have good creativity and they will gain success. But some children are not like this. Especially these days, there are children who say that they were born from the enjoyment of their parents. This is a wrong view that comes from associating with the internal fools. If we were born and our parents did not raise us since a baby, if they did not feed us, then we would be dead already. Even since in the womb, if our mother didn't want us, They could have already aborted us. So the parents are the benefactors of their children. They are the arahants of their children. Since being in the mother's womb, whatever the mood of the mother, the child in the womb will receive this mood as well. If the mother has a good mood, the child will also have a good mood. If the mother has a bad mood, the child will also receive the bad mood. So in pregnancy, the mother must make their mood be joyful and meritorious, because if they make merit and goodness while they are pregnant, then their children will have good habits coming along with them. 
If the parents have difficulties through pregnancy, then the child who is born may have psychological problems. Therefore, the mother is very important to their child. They are a pandita to their children. Now, when the child grows up, then they must have friends. If they associate with friends who are not good, these friends will not be diligent and will be lazy. And friends who aren't diligent and loiter around, they may be addicted to games, smoke, take weed or take drugs. They will lead one to ruin. And when people have lost everything, they will not know what to do to be happy again. Because property, possessions, money has no energy to give our hearts happiness. Because they are just material objects. They are external things that are used when needed, which can allow us to live a bit more comfortably in this world. In normal times, they do not give our minds happiness. But the happiness arises from the spending and consumption of wealth. But if left as is, then it has no power to send us happiness. But our minds need more and more happiness. If one associates with bad friends, then these bad friends will lead one to take drugs and to being addicted to gambling. In the end, they will be selling drugs. They will destroy their future. This is because they are deluded. They think that their friends love them and their parents don't love them. And when is it that they finally realize that their parents do love them? It's when they get arrested by the police, end up in prison, and not a single friend comes to visit because they are afraid they would also be listed as a drug dealer. There is just the mother, the parents, who have love and worry for their child, and they go visit their child regularly without fail. So only being in prison, it makes a person who was mistaken that their parents do not love them come to be grateful of the goodness of their parents. Because the person who visits him regularly, that helps him in times of distress and suffering, is just his mother. Then that boy will learn Dhamma and understand the truth when they are in prison. And it's still good that it's not too late to know the goodness that their mother has given them. So when the child is in the most trouble and has the greatest suffering, it's their parents that are still their friends. We have to take this to contemplate. If we are at the age where we have already had a lot of life experience, we are a parent already, then we should be out of this danger. But it will likely be a matter of our own children that we have to be careful. Associating with the right friends is very important. So the parents are the truly good friends of their children. If we associate with good friends since school, then this will lead us to study diligently and to create goodness. If one is working and has good friends, then this will encourage us to have mindfulness and wisdom in how we live in society. But if we have bad friends, then when we have money that we have earned, we will get deluded. We may get pulled into taking alcohol, going out here and there, gambling, and not having sila, morality. This then will easily destroy our future. Even if our minds feel low, and we may feel lonely, may you determine to think back to the Dhamma, try to have Dhamma. And there was one time when I was living in Wat Nongpapong. At that time, it was my third year, and living with Venerable Ajahn Chah, there was a very warm feeling living there in the monastery. 
but if Venerable Ajahn Chah wasn't there, I could just recollect him and I would feel that warm feeling. But there was one time when Venerable Ajahn Chah went to go visit a branch monastery and he wasn't in the monastery. In the evening at Wat Nongpapong, which was the day before the Lunar Observance Day, it was so quiet in the monastery. There was no lights and it felt extremely lonely. My close friend who had ordained together with me was not in the monastery that day as well, which made Wat Nongpapong feel so quiet. I felt like I was there all alone in the vast forest, which was more than 80 acres of forest. And I had never felt this type of feeling before. It was so eerily quiet. I couldn't explain it. And there were many insects called lantern flies, which were crying out, echoing all through the forest. It sounds like a cicada, but the sound is longer and at a higher pitch. In the Isan dialect, these insects are called literally sleepy insects. They make a noise that echoes like a high-pitched sound, and this made my heart feel even more in disarray. I felt very lonely, and I had never felt like this before. But when Venerable Ajahn Chah was there, I would feel warm, and it was a special energy. But now he wasn't here, and I was wondering why I was now feeling this way. So I walked out of my dwelling and kept walking and went to go read the Dhamma signs. And on one Dhamma sign I read, it said, Child, where has your grandfather and grandmother gone? Soon you will have to die and leave as well. I gained some Dhamma and reflected about separation from loved ones. And my mindfulness, the recollection came up. Then wisdom arose and destroyed the loneliness and distress within the heart. Therefore, mindfulness is an important thing that we need to have a lot of. If we don't have it, then we need to find and bring it up, so that we can fix the loneliness or depression in the mind, to get it out of our minds as quickly as possible, so that we don't suffer from depression or get different mental problems, and we won't have a mind that is chaotic and distressed because these emotions can destroy the good feelings within the heart. And this is the fool within the heart. This delusion is an important fool that we have to be very careful of. Even though we have practiced Dhamma, we have to try to be mindful and to associate with the inner wise person. So in our lives, we must have friends. If we have to go anywhere that is secluded and lonely, like by the water or the edge of the sea, our mood may fall into disarray. Or if we are in the mountains and we're looking out into the distance, if our mind goes out, we have to be careful. We should try to chant, chant a specific verse, chant for a long time, chant over and over and have mindfulness in chanting. This will make our mindfulness come up and be firm. And this will destroy the bad feelings within the heart, which is an obstacle and hindrance. So associating with the wise, associating with mindfulness, with inner wisdom is important. Or if we have a Dhamma book, we will take that Dhamma book as our friend. Reading Dhamma books keeps our mindfulness on the Dhamma. Otherwise our mind will be sent outside. When our mind goes outside of calm, then it will be very chaotic. For the monks that go into the forest and mountains, 
They need to have an inner place for their mind to dwell. They need to have a meditation object. They need to be able to meditate. They need to have a stable Dhamma practice. Like all the school children who go to study abroad, or those in a far away district in the country going to study in the capital, or going to study in a different city in that country, they need to have a mind that is firm in learning and studying and in building goodness. They need to have good friends. If they don't have good friends, then they will wander around and can be lost and may miss out on their education and even get addicted to drugs or attached to friends that mislead one to ruin. Therefore, it's important that we get that inner energy and warmth from our parents. This is an important energy. Venerable Ananda had said that associating with wise friends is half of the holy life. The Lord Buddha said that it's not like that, Ananda. Associating with wise friends is a hundred percent of the holy life. It's not just half. So, when we have friends who are wise people, this will help us to have knowledge and support us to have more wisdom. Like in one life of a past existence of our Lord Buddha, he had a friend who was a Brahmin and who was an Anagami. He had a lot of virtue. But our Lord Buddha then was a Bodhisattva, and his friend who was an Anagami went to go give homage to the Lord Buddha of that era regularly. And the friend tried to persuade the Bodhisattva to go pay homage to the Lord Buddha. But however he tried, he did not succeed until he used the method of pulling the Bodhisattva by the top knot of his hair. And this made the Bodhisattva think that his friend was very serious and he wasn't joking around anymore. This must be something important. So he followed his friend to go see the Lord Buddha. So the Bodhisattva, our Buddha at that time, had listened to the Lord Buddha's teachings and gained faith, then took ordination as a monk, practiced Dhamma and built Bharami. Here, this is associating with wise friends, and this is the Lord Buddha, who had a friend who was a wise person and recommended something good to him. And sometimes we are amongst friends who are mistaken, and we warn our friends, but they don't believe us. This is because we are not in a position that they would listen to us, so we have to be careful. It's not that we try to change them, but we need to know the right timing and to use our mindfulness and wisdom. Wanting to help a friend and having good intentions towards friends is a good thing, but we should come back to think, is it really good? We should get out of that group first and practice and progress ourselves to gain success first. We must develop ourselves first and then gradually come back to help others. At that time, it still won't be too late. We can imagine that we are climbing a mountain together with our friends and while we are climbing with our friends, we see our friends look tired, frustrated and unable to continue climbing. But we want to help them to climb higher and higher. So what do we do? We can't pull them up because we're at the same level as them. But if we are higher, then we can pull them up. If we are on the same level, we can only comfort them to continue struggling. We have to reach the top of the mountain. Each person can only give motivation to each other like this. But if we are higher than them, we have climbed up. 
then we can extend our hand to pull them up. Therefore, we have to make ourselves stronger, to have perseverance in the practice, to try to practice Dhamma and to meditate, or in the worldly aspect, then to be diligent in working in order to gain success in life. As a child, we have to be diligent in studying until we can study well, and then we can help our friends and those that we love. And the Lord Buddha is a good example. He left to practice Dhamma. He practiced austerities and struggled to search the way to liberation, to the truth of Dhamma, for six years. The Buddha made his mind have strength, having a strong core, becoming the most perfect and pure. The Buddha was awakened. Then he returned to the world to help the people in the world, to help his royal relatives. The Buddha went back to help Princess Yasodhara, Rahula, King Suddhodana, and taught his birth mother. He taught his relatives and friends and all those with faith. We can see that the Buddha had to help himself first, to find the Dhamma for himself first. But that is not selfishness. This is a great sacrifice, without any person being able to equal. Therefore, we must be able to help ourselves. We are our own refuge. Who else will be able to be our refuge? This is a teaching of the Lord Buddha. So we should make our bodies strong, make our minds strong and firm, make our minds be complete and have the mindfulness and wisdom to be able to enter the Dhamma in this life. May you grow in blessings.